When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, throw on to your, uh, before you start it, your sales team, have them to go talk to Invisible Ink Tattoo Removal. Oh, this is this for your ankle tat you're getting removed? Now I feel like I want to include this in the conversation. Now I think we That's do need fine. to include no. this. <laughs> Yesterday was my first treatment. Like, I've already had it done. The only people I know getting tattoos removed are adult film stars I know and you. Nah, sure. I hate <laughs> mine. I've, had it, I've had it for 20 years, two weeks in a day. And, and how, how is how's the pro- how's the process now with your barbed wire takes, ankle tat? Is it gone? It, it takes, it's a process, right? Uh, no, no. Yesterday was just the first treatment. Uh, that it takes forty five seconds the entire process, and uh, I go really? back in eight That's weeks. That's it. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. And so, what do they do? I'm like laser you, it or something? Yeah, it's uh, it's a, a special kind of laser. How how dehumanizing and, it is for you to run in there. At whatever you are, 37 or 8 years old. 38. 38 and say, yeah, hey, guys, can you remove the barbed wire tat around <laughs> my ankle? <laughs> no, God, I mean, talk about, you know, you're glad these people aren't your neighbor. You know, like, at that God. point, well, I guess. I think I, I, think I fly to Chicago so nobody knew who the hell I was to get my ankle tat oh, removed. Oh, well, I mean, well, I mean, that's, you know, like, uh, it, it, well, they tell you it's going to take X amount of treatments. I, I feel like mine's going to be a little bit quicker uh, just because of the coloring and it's, not the yellows and the greens and and whatnot. It's right. just a, a solid color, but yeah. it's quick and they're really real, real nice. Play. If you would have gotten yellows and greens, would you be keeping your ankle tat? No, God, no. I would have. I would have taken twelve treatments, no matter what it takes to get rid of it. <laughs> but uh, it will be gone. I think we should you include know? this in the pot. I think this should be included in the pot. Seamaster agrees. All right. Well, officially, well, I. You have, you have, what you have to find a way to throw it in, like. Make fun of a pig and say, all right, barbed wire boy, and then I can bring it up. <laughs> I think, that, I think that, just that raw be... conversation is is at its best. Yeah. Uh, all uh, right, well, just, I mean... just, for the, just for the purpose of officially starting this, and who knows when it officially starts, I will do the traditional yes, yes, yes. Uh, welcome into the Tim McKernan Show, uh, live on tape, on podcast, from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Ryan Kelly, the HomeLoanExpert.com, the sponsor of our studios here, the company to go to if you're in the market to buy a home, if you're in the market to refinance, it is the thehomeloanexpert.com. I've sent family members there, and I welcome our audience to do the exact same thing. 1-800-991-6494, 1-800-991-6494, online at thehomeloanexpert.com, as uh, Ryan is uh, sponsoring 
the studios here on the Tim McKernan Show. And uh, and it should be noted that, uh, man, who doesn't love a good segment of picking and groaning with producer Joe Ryan Kelly, the studio sponsors here. The HomeLoanExpert.com is where you can go. Buying a home is the American dream. No one deserves to achieve that dream more than the men and women who have served our country. Our American veterans and military personnel have earned that right by protecting it for the rest of us. And Hero Loan is the new VA loan program, making it simpler and more affordable for veterans and military families to get the home loans they deserve. The Hero Loan isn't just another VA loan program. The HomeLoanExpert.com team spent a year and a half developing the Hero Loan program with three goals in mind. Streamline the home loan process, taking the hassle out of qualifying for and getting a VA mortgage, deliver the best mortgage product of its kind to customers, along with an even more personalized loan experience and make financing or refinancing a home more affordable for those who've already given so much our veterans, military personnel, and their families. TheHomeLoanExpert.com is excited to announce their newest loan program, Hero.Loan, the new way to VA. TheHomeLoanExpert.com has brought the new way to VA with the Hero.Loan. The Hero.Loan can all close in as little as 14 days. There are no out-of-pocket costs, including no appraisal costs. They meet with the heroes of this great country face-to-face and take care of all the eligibility paperwork you have to call Ryan Kelly, 314-781-9700. Ask him about the new Hero.Loan or visit HeroLoan.com, the home loan expert, LLC, the sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan Show. Uh, Producer Joe, uh, what's the good word? Uh, you know, it's uh, the day before a holiday, four-day week, which means, uh, I, I guess, a lot, a lot of drinking and eating and, and gambling. After last week, we all did, uh, or the both of us, I say all, it's only two of us, but 11 and three combined. Uh, that's a, that's a really good week. And, uh, you were just talking last week saying, well, I guess people can fade me if I'm not going to, yeah. you know, I'm not going to run hot now. Uh, now hopefully people got their wagers in last week. And, uh, at least on the seven games that we picked yeah. that, uh, that, that it was, it was a, a profitable weekend for them. You are 45 and 39 overall against the spread. That's 53.6 against the number, which is pretty damn good. Uh, and I am now I'm up, to, way, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm up plus $210 for the year. If you make, if you're looking to win a hundred dollars on each one of these games. Oh, look at you doing some math. Uh, I, and, I, uh, I, that, that's not bad at all. And then, uh, I'm 42 and 42 after going on our overall picks, uh, six and one, uh, for the Maggie O'Brien's picks. But then, uh, when I include the other games that I liked, uh, went nine and three. So it was a good weekend. Ooh. The one, the one, but I did lose a teaser that I suggested. Uh, but oh. but the the one game that I love, I mean, I'm telling you, I haven't loved a game in football, pro or college, in is in a long time as much as I loved Ohio State against Illinois. I'd make the play again. the 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 variable was the uh, the hurricane that hit Columbus, Ohio, and not just Columbus, Ohio, uh, Bloomington. I know had a delay. Louisville, Syracuse had a delay. I would imagine. I think Memphis maybe had a delay. There, there were a bunch of delays uh, east of the Mississippi uh, in the Midwest, and uh, and and I believe that is the main reason why I didn't cover either. I mean, fortunately, I only put a hundred bucks on it, and it wasn't like because I mean I was thinking about like I saw Clay Travis was like blood bank lock bet the mortgage on Missouri against Vanderbilt, uh, and I felt that way. I, I agreed with him on Missouri, but I loved Ohio State even more. And uh, that 
brain just was was chaos for a variety of games, including my Ohio State play. But you did very well uh, as well. And, and your play that I liked, uh, but it was your lock, so tip of the cap to you, Navy plus 17 wow. and a half against Notre Dame. There was never a sweat yeah. on that. If anything, there was a sweat for Notre Dame fans because Notre Dame almost lost the thing. Uh, yeah, and I don't know how many people were watching it. Um, heck, I saw Doug Gottlieb tweeted earlier this week <laughs> that he believed that Notre Dame lost. Um, and I, I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I covered. I had to go back and look just because I saw the tweet pop up. But no, there wasn't uh, there wasn't any sweat whatsoever there. That it was that it's that classic. What do we have to play for any longer? That they're probably not going to get into one of the New Year's Six Bowls either. That uh, just based on the teams around them. Although yeah, I don't know if they travel well enough that they might you, be able to slide in there. We'll we'll, we'll, I'll, 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 let's, let's start with Missouri, Arkansas, and get it out of the way because then it'll lead into where I was about to go. Uh, Missouri oh, okay. minus ten at Arkansas, uh, and uh, Missouri is is red hot. Arkansas, this is uh, likely the end of the Brett Bielma era uh, in front of maybe thirty thousand people. That might be liberal. It at uh, the stadium in Fayetteville. Uh, your your play, sir. Uh, I'm I'm on Missouri. <laughs> um, I, mean, I don't I don't know. I don't know if there's a, a team with a better run of luck just in terms of coaches either having been fired about to be fired and uh, and then also getting what Idaho and Yukon along the way, but it uh, it shaped up for them and they've gotten bowl eligibility already. And I think they finished with at least seven wins that uh, that they win this weekend and then see who they're playing in either Memphis or possibly Nashville, which I, I think if they end up going to Nashville, I do think Missouri will travel well there, and Memphis, obviously, I think they'll travel fairly decent there. It's not quite as uh, desirable of a, of a place to go, I suppose, for a bowl game and before New Year's. I guess that's the 29th, I think. But I do think that they would travel fairly well to either of those two schools, and that's ultimately what it comes down to with these bowl games, just hoping that people are going to show up and you're not having empty crowd shots. I'm anxious I, to see what would happen in a bowl win. game. I don't know who. It seems like it could be like a Kansas State potential opponent but as far as this week I'm going to take Arkansas uh and I would imagine for all the picks and the people who make their picks on the TMA fan page and people across college football especially since it will have the stage to itself on Friday afternoon when a lot of people are sitting around and that's when people degenerate uh at at their highest when there's nothing else to do and maybe wife and kids are out shopping and they're like I'll sit here and I'll put some money on the game that's on um and and my reasoning for it is is I don't think Arkansas and now I could be wrong, I don't think Arkansas is as bad as the last three SEC opponents Missouri has faced, uh, Tennessee, Florida, Vanderbilt, and um, they they are so close to a couple of games that had they won them, uh, their season would look a hell of a lot different. And and just one of them was a handful of days ago against Mississippi State. That was that was also there. So with that all said, um, I think 10 points. I, I hope Missouri wins it. I really would love to see them wind up with eight wins this year. Uh, the, the real gauge for me will be what happens in a bowl game, which is the first time I've said that in 20 years. But um, I'm anxious to see how they perform against a team other than, you know, Idaho, UConn, Tennessee, Florida, and Vanderbilt, even though I know that, like, that like triggers some Missouri fans to bring up the record. I did I did the math on it. Those teams are combined eight and twenty eight since is that good since October first. Those te- <laughs> the team the teams they've beaten, uh, and it's just I feel like it's kind of it's an odd thing to like 
point that, but again, I think you can, I think two thoughts can, can exist. And I said this last week, what they have done from one and five is phenomenal, but they have been the beneficiaries, not of like a, like a Bill Snyder schedule. This is who's on their schedule, but they, they, they're playing the absolute dregs of the SEC. I mean, you're talking about teams that are already done because they fired their coaches or, you know, Vanderbilt, which has been horrible for the last couple of months. I just two of them haven't won an SEC game yet. It's yeah, and they're playing each other this week in Tennessee Vanderbilt. So it's, it's just it's an odd thing. But uh, like I said, the fact that they've beaten teams by twenty eight or more six times, the to the two thousand seven team didn't do that. But but when you point out just these stats, some people really get upset. Now some people use the stat as going see that proves they haven't done anything, and then some people go oh see you're taking a shot. And I'm not. I'm just pointing out data. And the data is is that they have been the beneficiary of playing. You couldn't schedule better. Again, it's coincidental because they didn't schedule it this way. It's not like a non-conference schedule. You just couldn't schedule a better run of dreadful teams that they have. I think Arkansas is above those teams. And I think there will be some vengeance on their mind with what took place last year in Columbia. And that's why I'm going to go with Arkansas on the 10. What I hope happens is Missouri wins. Uh, but for the purpose of the pick, although I don't think I'll bet on the game, uh, Arkansas and the 10. If you're in the market for a new car, if you're in the market for a used car, make sure you are going to Gateway Buick GMC at I-270 and McDonald Boulevard online at stlouisbuickgmc.com. It's Gateway, the right way. Not just for a new car, not just for a used car. Also, if you need to get your car serviced, Gateway Buick GMC has 38 service bays to serve you, which means you are back on the road in no time. Concierge service and 38 service bays. No one can offer more than Gateway Buick GMC. I-270 McDonald Boulevard online at stlouisbuickgmc.com. It's Gateway Buick GMC. Now, this is where I was going with this. Before we go into our pick, if Alabama loses Saturday at Auburn, are they still in the college football playoff? Uh, I think so. Yes, that at at eleven and one because they're done then until point, whatever their next game correct. is. Correct, and there's 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 obviously uh, last year what Ohio State got in without having to play for their conference championship. Correct, that that oh, that Penn State won won the Big Ten, yet Ohio State still got into still got into it. And they'd be losing to the number six team in the country at this point, which would then, I believe, they would. Well, I don't know if they would jump in because if I'm going to say Alabama is going to still get into the playoff, then Alabama can't drop out of the top four in theory. I guess they could drop back to five. Alabama or Auburn could move into three or four, and then lose to Georgia the following week, and Alabama would thrust ahead possibly. Well, let me just let me just play out a let me just play out a scenario. Wisconsin okay. wins. I'm not necessarily expecting that, but I do think I think we both agree it's at least possible. Uh, Wisconsin's playing Minnesota this weekend, and then Ohio State and Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship. Um, I think they lose that game, as as do I. But just for the sake of the discussion, then secondarily, so there's there's Wisconsin in, which I would imagine we would agree. An undefeated Wisconsin goes in over an Alabama that loses at Auburn. God, can you imagine if that didn't happen? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but at the same point, I think you have to look and see what does the resume match up to. 
And, I, and that's the thing. Think, I mean, Alabama's it, Alabama's wins. I mean, when you look at I'm looking great. at Alabama's schedule right now, and the, and the reality is, God, and that's and that's why. And, and I know you're taking Alabama, and I'm taking Auburn. They just really it, it's if this if this weren't Alabama, and by that I mean if you just looked at a team, and the team's name wasn't Alabama. Because there's understand this is what happens when college football picking games, which is why I usually have some form of an edge. I try to take the name out of it and just look at what the information is. And I think people understandably give Alabama more pop than perhaps they deserve. But if you're I don't know what their best win is this year. I guess winning in Starkville, I guess. And as you recall, yeah. that was two weeks ago, that, that was that was a near death experience. And then when they played LSU the week before in Tuscaloosa, it was kind of a, I mean, you never felt like Alabama was going to lose, but it certainly wasn't a dominating performance. Uh, and then they had some trouble when they went to College Station a month and a uh, half ago. So I, 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 it's just not like they're, you know, and I realize, don't get me wrong, Florida State's problems and also the injury uh, that Florida State really has had their, their season revolve around is not. Nick Saban and Alabama's problem, but it takes the luster off of what was supposed to be this year's version of the game of the century to open up the season on September 2nd. So I just don't, I just don't, the point is Alabama's resume isn't what I think one would assume Alabama's resume is when you look at, you know, close wins against Mississippi State and Texas A&M. And then I guess the best win would either be at Mississippi State or which was, you know, in the final minutes or, uh, at home against LSU, I guess, unless unless people would give credence to Florida State back then because that was when Florida State was a different team. My point is, if Wisconsin goes undefeated, just for the sake of argument, if they do, if Wisconsin is undefeated, if Oklahoma wins uh, out, which would mean they'd be Big 12 champions with one loss, and they've won at Ohio State, and they've won at Oklahoma State, and they've beaten TCU, um then you have Oklahoma, and I would think, but they, you know, God, I'm just throwing these things out there. Uh, whoever wins the ACC is in. I think we would agree. Uh, yeah, no matter what. Uh, yeah, one of those two teams. Yeah, in, unless somehow Clemson lost to South Carolina, uh, and oh, then yeah. and then and then beat Miami, that would cause some chaos. Um, and am I who am I missing here? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Oh, then then Georgia, uh, Georgia and Auburn. Whoever wins the SEC, correct. So. <laughs> you know, if you have a one-loss Alabama and a two-loss Auburn, which I actually think is possible winning the SEC championship, I really do believe that. I don't know. I think that, I, you know, somehow the college football playoff so far has avoided a moment like this, but I just feel like this could wind up happening because I do expect uh. Oklahoma to win. Um, the, the Wisconsin one is certainly a variable. You would imagine Clemson. I, I certainly would expect Clemson to win their next two games at South Carolina and in the ACC championship game. And so I just, I just, I don't know. I wonder what would happen here. Cause I do think all, I, I mean, that's not a lock or by any means Auburn beating Alabama, but Al, I just don't think Alabama's what they've been before. And I think part of that is injuries and, you know, part of it just might not be that good. Again, they're great. They're a great team. But what people historically have thought of as, as Alabama. I, uh, I, I think Alabama wins this weekend and removes a lot of the question because I think even if they lose. To well, if, Georgia, Alabama, if Alabama then, wins this weekend and then loses they're Georgia, they're in. I agree with you. I agree okay. with you there. All right. All right. Um, 
But then do you have uh, then, then then you I gather you have Georgia in, assuming Georgia beats Georgia Tech. Uh, yeah, because all okay, now you have two SEC teams up. in, and who's yeah. okay, and then the ACC champions in. Correct. All right, then, yeah, then who's as, then who's out? Because at that point, I, I mean, again, with the Wisconsin thing is the one thing that it's kind of like, yeah, they're in there right now, but or they're on the outside looking in. They control their own destiny, but I think most people would pick Ohio State. Ohio State is the most Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde team of the the lot at this point. A team that can lose by that many to Iowa in Iowa City, where they just lost to Purdue, uh, got shipped like they did. They lost at home to Oklahoma. But then at the same time, they can look, God, I think Ohio State, maybe more than any team right now, actually looks uh, dominating. You know, they, when, when, they, when they're on, they dominate like nobody else. That, do, you, do you think right now, because, and I see where you're going. I guess with, maybe with Oklahoma. In the way Auburn has, has revitalized themselves since losing to LSU, I guess that would have been the second weekend in October. Mm-hmm. Um, that since that point, so for the last month and a week, do you think Auburn has looked the best team in the country? No, but the, 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 and I, I understand, assuming anyway, this is the direction you're going. Like, who's better? It's that's not how I necessarily pick games. So if if you're isoing in on like the CFP, different conversation. That, that's that's what I'm looking. Yeah, at. I'm looking no. at playoff wise. No, see, I mean, it's it's how things play out. So I'm isolating on the game. And first off, I'm getting four points, four and a half points with with Auburn. And I think there's value there because I don't expect this to be uh, some crazy, you know, I mean, those two teams, I don't think this is a 50-45. So I think there's value on 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 that. Although, I, you know, I don't think it's going to be 10 to 7 either. Uh, so four and a half points can have some value even if they don't win. You can still cover. I just think when you take a look at what Auburn has done since that game, a game that, as you may recall, they were up like to the point that you thought it was over and they wound up losing in Baton Rouge, won by 32 at Arkansas. Granted, it's Arkansas. They won by 15 at Texas A&M, uh, beat the hell out of Georgia by 23. They had one of those you know, pre-Iron Bowl layup games against Louisiana Monroe last week. So they've just been playing, you know, and they beat Mississippi State by 39. They beat Mississippi by 21. You know, I don't know. I just I think I think because they have two losses, people don't, hadn't been talking about them, but their losses were at Clemson and at LSU, a couple Death Valleys. So that's my that's my lie because I think they can win, and I certainly think even if they don't win, they, they they that four and a half points can give value. So it's just I just think you could have a really weird scenario on something that I think most right right now people are just like yeah, Alabama's in, but I think you could have a spot where Alabama m- might be playing its final game of you know, value this year is, you know, not counting a bowl game. And I oftentimes don't count a bowl game. So uh, that's where I'm coming from on it. For the record, producer Joe is going with roll damn Todd. I am going with Auburn. Uh, How strongly do you feel about roll damn Todd? Or is this kind of a flip? Uh, Not real strong, but I'm going to favor coaching more than anything else. And I think Nick Saban's exponentially better than, than Gus Malzahn. And uh, I, I'll just I'll, I'll roll with that. He essentially had a week off last week against Mercer, and giving him plenty of time to prepare uh, for Auburn. I I, I I just don't see it. I, well, they I, always they always about schedule it. one of those hand job teams before mm-hmm. the Iron Bowl. It's a tradition for them. Hey, James Carlton, State Farm Insurance Agent, is one of our biggest and best sponsors here on the Tim McKernan Show. As a matter of fact, James Carlton approached me a couple of months ago and said, "Hey." I want to make sure that I'm part of what you guys are doing 
with your podcast. And so I want to advocate to you that you make sure you support our sponsors. And the James Carlton Agency is one of our finest sponsors. James Carlton has this message for you. 90% of homeowners in Missouri escrow their premium with their mortgage and have no idea what they're paying or what they're covered for. Call James today to protect your biggest asset. In fact, go to his website right now and check them out at carltoninsurance.net. Call James and he very well can get you better coverage and start saving you money. In fact, he often can include, can include, here's a little throw in, can include $100,000 in life insurance without even increasing your payment. The switch is easy. They do all the work for you. Just takes one phone call or apply online at carltoninsurance.net. You may not even notice, but premiums are going up. Make sure you have the best deal and support the sponsors, the James Carlton Agency. All right, now let's, for them, so we don't so we don't go an hour. I'll keep things moving here because I just spent 15 minutes on that. But uh, Clemson, I, I, why, why, why? Usually, I, I mock the games we pick, and you're not on the air. Why are we picking this? Uh, Clemson minus 14 you, at South you, Carolina. Like I'm like, okay, maybe Joe's picking South Carolina, and he's got a reason for it. No. There's like five other games in college football that I think are better than this one. Why are we? Why are we doing this? I, I'm legit. Like, I'm curious to see what you would have put in there as the third game we would have. Played. Well, I mean, a lot of you like, know, like, like I, the Vikings Ravens thing from a month ago, which I think there should be an award for for why we picked that game. <laughs> I still don't know what that was. What was that was about? But either way, so, you couldn't have two more boring teams than the Vikings and Ravens at that point. But either way, that time the NFL was there was nothing going on. Well, this week you got all kinds of. It's rivalry. So, would you have rather picked Washington State and Washington or Notre Dame and Stanford? Because I'm, I'm looking at, at playoff implications in top 25 matchups. So Clemson's 20 or South Carolina's okay. 24. No, I, 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 I get that. If you if you take it from that yeah. approach, yeah, I understand that's, what that, you're that, saying. That was but, my approach. I mean, what about Ohio State, Michigan? Uh, I don't think Michigan's very good, and they're going to lose their fourth game. You think you think Will Muschamp's boys would would take them out? Uh, uh, well, uh, or uh, Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech. Talk about playoffs. Uh, uh, well, no, because I don't think I don't think it's going to be close, and that's one of my extra games that I already have. But but okay, <laughs> but I mean, I feel like I'm cross-examining you. That's a ten and a half point spread. This is a fourteen point spread. I'm still on Clemson. No, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you for who you're picking. I'm arguing why we're no, even no, picking the it. game. That's what I'm arguing well, about. Like I said, I went through. I went through, and I looked at playoff implications plus top twenty-five matchups. So obviously Alabama and Auburn is, is huge. Right. So then I start looking at playoff implications. Well, we're not going to pick Oklahoma and West Virginia. That doesn't have any steam whatsoever. I understand where you're coming from with Ohio State and Michigan, but the playoff implication there is uh, it, it's, it's on the outside looking in, I think, just based on everything that could potentially happen. Um, we've already got Auburn, which is a two-off team that is inside the playoff race. Uh, Stanford and Notre Dame, zero playoff implication, in my opinion. Washington State and Washington, next to none, although they're both two lost teams. And I guess Washington State's still playing for a Pac-12 championship game appearance. So that, that's kind of the way I went through it. So here, here's another top 25 matchup, Clemson and, and South Carolina. Clemson, If Clemson loses, then they're out of the running for it, but then they can spoil everything for Miami. I know. Boy, that would be, and, I, and I would expect them to. I am taking South Carolina, actually, and the 14 points. It doesn't change the point of, I'm surprised we're picking the game, but I am taking South Carolina and the 14 points. And for the record, um, I, I think right now, if I had to put put like 100 bucks down on who I think wins the national championship, 
I think I would probably put the 100 bucks on Clemson, for the record. Uh, but I just don't think they're going to win by more than 14 points. So that's the rationale. This thing historically is tight. Uh, it's just one of those deals. And uh, Clemson, um, I, I think, will win, but I don't think they cover 14. So I'm in that weird spot of using the margin of victory of 1 and 13 points. Uh, but that's where I'm going to go on this one. We are in agreement on all three NFL games. And what a weird weekend from the NFL perspective uh, in that you have three spreads that are double-digit spreads. The Patriots, which isn't one of the games we're picking, are like a 17 or a 17.5-point favorite over the Dolphins and Foxborough. Uh, we're both picking the Steelers minus 14 against the Packers. Uh, I think that could be a 40 to one to nothing type deal. Um, and then we're both picking the, the Chiefs giving 10 against the Bills. The one game that will get some attention, we're both on the Saints, and that's in L.A. with the Rammies laying two and a half against the Saints. I feel like what I have been thinking for a while about the Rams was justified this past weekend when they were shipped by Minnesota, and I think the shipping continues this weekend when they play another good team uh, as New Orleans heads to the Coliseum in front of 25,000. Uh, yeah, I, I I liked the Vikings last week, and I like the Saints this week. And, you know, you're looking at two, uh, two first-place teams because Pete Carroll decided not to kick a field goal at the end of the first half against the Falcons on Monday night, and who knows how the game would have ended up if he didn't have to go down that route and, and, and chase those points late in the game and kick, what, a 52-yard field goal. Either way, the Rams are a first-place team and the Saints are a first-place team right now. And I, I, I just kind of I look at it and I say, I think the Saints are a lot better than the Rams is really what it comes down to. It's not a, I don't look at the Rams having a huge home field advantage and, huh. and it brings up the question, if, who really has a huge home field advantage in the NFL – um, kind of remains to be seen. You know, like there might be three teams that have a, a massive home field advantage but everywhere. So, I mean, I guess you consider Foxborough a home field advantage, but they're great everywhere. I think the Steelers have a great home field. And then I, I'm willing to listen and argue, you know, the Packers just aren't really good without Aaron Rodgers, so it doesn't matter at that point. Either way, if you're going to give me two and a half points with a team that I think is better, playing essentially in a neutral environment, I'm going to take the points. Well, here's what it comes to. Here's what it comes down to for me. The New Orleans Saints, uh, for God, I don't even know. I guess ever since Drew Brees has been there, we think of, but it was before that because Brees wasn't there when they were when they beat the Rams a couple of times. They're just a team you think of as throwing the football all over the place because it was it used to be um, what was the quarterback's name with Joe Aaron Horn? Brooks. That's it, Aaron Brooks, and they would throw the ball all over the place and they would have these high scoring games against the Rams. And with Brees, of course, that's what they've done. It's usually been a, a bunch of random wide receivers, but. Uh, this year it's Ingram and Kamara, and that's how they win games. Plus, they have two great corners. Michael Thomas. No, he's outstanding. Don't get me wrong, but they grind. And the, but yesterday, last week with the Washington comeback, it shows that if they need to throw the ball, they can throw the ball effectively. And certainly, Michael Thomas is one of the main reasons. But they're able to use Kamara out of the backfield so effectively. Here's the point: there's a reason for me picking the Saints and the two and a half. The Rams have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. And even though when you think of the Saints, you think of passing, um, mm-hmm. for those who've been watching them this year, they're winning with those two running backs who, you know, is, is uh, Sean Payton said the only reason why Kamara's not going to be the rookie of the year is because we have Mark Ingram and we're going to use both of them. But otherwise, he'd be putting up incredible statistics. But the Rams um, are giving up 123.3 yards per game. That's 28th out of 32 teams. And keep in mind, they're doing that when over the last five weeks going into the game against Minnesota, 
teams have been way behind and therefore throwing, and they're still giving up that much yardage. My point is they can't stop the run. I love New Orleans in this game. And if, if Jared Goff wants to throw and they're not going to have Robert Woods, who somehow has become a big force in the <laughs> passing game, which I don't believe, but whatever, if they don't have him and those corners on New Orleans, I think this could be a really comfortable win for the Saints. So the fact that you're getting two and a half points, uh, if we weren't picking this game, it would fall into my lock category. I love the Saints this weekend in L.A. All right, what is your lock of the week this week, Producer Joe? Uh, my lock of the week is going the other way of where my lock of the week was last week. I was on Navy over Notre Dame, but I'm going to lay two points with Notre Dame against Stanford this week. And uh, I, I think they win fairly comfortably, actually. And uh, I, 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 I'm going to take Notre Dame, not necessarily in a bounce-back week, because, well, they won last week. They just didn't cover. But uh, I will lay those two points and uh, and take the Fighting Irish. I spent I don't know how much time trying to pick a game that I felt as good about as I did last week, for example, with Ohio State. I guess, like I said last week, the one that I loved was the under on Missouri-UConn, and I was I happened to, to hit on that one. just because, And that wasn't like brilliance. I was just like, why is that number now 79 and a half? Uh, I loved Ohio State last week. That's that's as close as I felt to that Missouri-UConn one in a few weeks. This week, I don't have that same passion. There's a, there's a reason for it. I'm curious if you see this as well. There are a couple of games that I love the over on, but they start at 11 o'clock, and for whatever reason, it seems to me that a lot of times those 11 o'clock games go low where night games, especially Friday night games, but some Saturday night games go high. And, again, and, and I don't have the data in front of me. This is intuitive, but that's oftentimes the way I make my plays, which is, uh, you know, obviously uh, open to criticism. And so Louisville, Kentucky, over 68 is where I'm going, but it's an 11 o'clock start. And then I was thinking, okay, well, then I'll go Oklahoma State, Kansas over 70, but that's an 11 o'clock start. I mean, I think Oklahoma State's going to put up 55-plus on Kansas. I kind of feel like that's a lock. And, and even though you're like, okay, Kansas is horrible, Oklahoma State gives up a lot of points. So that's that's my reasoning for it. Um, I'm going to go with Louisville, Kentucky. I just feel like that's the one where both those teams just don't really stop anybody and they just put up a bunch of points. So I'll go Louisville, Kentucky over 68. That's where I am on it. I, I'm all right with it. And I, I think your 11 o'clock theory um, – you know, like the 2.30, R2.30, 3.30, you know, on the East Coast SEC game. It's closer to what you're doing the rest of the week. You know, like there's, no one's practicing at 11 o'clock or noon throughout the course of the week. So your body just begins to develop habits. And getting up and going and playing a football game and preparing to play a football game at 8 o'clock in the morning Central Time isn't something that you do. It just doesn't happen for a college kid. And so NFL – they're able to augment their practice schedule week over week, depending upon when they're going to play to, to a, a large degree. And so these college kids playing 11 o'clock and noon games, they're not used to it. They're either sitting in class or taking a nap or doing something. They're not, their bodies aren't used to playing at that time. I, I, I think there is something to that. If you're looking for why these 11 o'clock games tend to be gigantic. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous about it. I'm a little nervous about it. What, all right. What are your other plays? Let's, uh, let's hit them. Let's hit them. Uh, uh, Any college, soccer plays? Uh, I, I've got two soccer plays, but college-wise, I've got Georgia minus 11 against Tech. I've got Tennessee minus one against Vandy. And I've got the over of Missouri and Arkansas 70. Um, I've got a 4.13-point te- 14, 14, teaser in the NFL. Oh, for fuck's sake. The, 
<laughs> What's I'll the over on Missouri-Arkansas? I'm keeping track in the grid here. 70. All right. Because I, I think Arkansas can score, and obviously we know Missouri can score. So I do think that's going to be a high-scoring game. 14-13-point uh, teaser in the NFL. I've got the Patriots down to three and a half. The Falcons uh, down, meaning up now, to plus three and a half. I'll tease the Saints up to 15 and a half, please. Yeah. And I'll tease the Steelers down to one in, uh, in that four-gamer. And then soccer, I have got the over of Chelsea and Liverpool two and a half. And the over of United Brighton two and a half. Chelsea over two point five, and Manchester United. Yeah, over two and a half. All right, I like to wager on those. I do. Yeah, I do too. Last weekend wasn't good for me. Although United, I, Doug decided to pipe up and I saw that. I saw, I saw you two uh, slap boxing on Twitter over that. All right, I, Is let there me look. not a more ignorant person in the world? Oh wow! Clip that off, and and now now that'll be that'll be debated on the fan page for the next seven days. All right, I got I got to get I got to get I got to get. All right, I'm going with Ohio State minus eleven and a half against Michigan. I just think Michigan's horrible. Um, Oklahoma State, Kansas. I'm still going to take the over. I chose Louisville, Kentucky as my lock, but I they're they're really replaceable. Uh, that's at seventy. I like the under on Notre Dame, Stanford. Uh, your lock of the week, which is Notre Dame minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it's actually one and a half. I think you said two, so you get a half point bump. There. It was two earlier this morning. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. it dropped down to one and a half. Uh, and then uh, I'm going on the over, and I'm surprised you. I, I thought this one might be one you would pick as well. Oklahoma, West Virginia. I'm going over there at 67 and a half. Uh, sure. And uh, and then yeah. I'm going under, or excuse me, over on Auburn and Alabama. And as I said earlier, I don't. What's that? Know, what's that number? I didn't. Forty-seven and a half. Uh, I just Auburn throws the football, and I think Alabama can can move it uh, if they need to as well. We've seen them put have, have a couple high scoring for Alabama games this year, um, and I am going to go with Auburn Alabama that one going over uh, forty seven and a half. So there are my plays as well. And I really I have to tell you, just like your Navy pick last week, I like is, is uh, convoluted as the four team teaser is. Hey, if it wins, it wins, no matter how convoluted it is. And I love the idea of teasing the Patriots down to three and a half, getting 15 and a half with the uh, the Saints and the Steelers down to one. I don't know if I would yeah. put – who are the Falcons playing? The Buccaneers? That they're yeah. getting three and the a half? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's intriguing. But when you're moving the spread 13 points, to be able to screw around with the spread for an over-under 13 points in the NFL is mm-hmm. so valuable. So I would probably pick an over-under. Uh, to pair with that. Uh, so there it all is, picking and groaning for this long holiday weekend. Hopefully we continue the run that we started in week 12 and carry it over into week 13. I'm very proud of my 9-3, and three, uh, and hopefully I can continue and uh, and maybe put a little pressure on you here. I'm only three games back, uh, but this isn't a case of us both being under 500. You're, you're six games over 500, so that's, it's a legitimate competition. I'm just surprised our locks have both been... Subpar. You're fifty fifty. What am I? Five hundred now. Yeah, and I'm five and seven, and yeah, I've just uh, uh, I haven't been very good. So anyway, anyway, there all you know, it is. Uh, what else, producer? You know, Joe? next week, next week you won't even be able to bitch at me. And actually, we might actually have to pick four college games and only two NFL games. I think just I think we'll have to go SEC championship, ACC championship, Big Ten. I probably Big yeah Big Ten because we both expect Wisconsin to be undefeated, and then. Uh, Big 12, that we'll have four championship games that I think are ultimately going to determine who's playing for the national championship or at least be in the playoff. So 
only uh, only two NFL games next week to be able to pick from. And well, based on this week's or this year's Thanksgiving scheduling, the NFL, bleh, not a whole lot to really look at. I don't know what the schedule is next week and who's playing whom, but. It'll be easy to pick the college games, and you won't be able to bitch about that. Uh, well, I still think the Clemson-South Carolina thing is strange, but nothing <laughs> nothing wins the day like you having to go get your ankle tat removed. And uh, hey, and, and for that, yeah, I am I, that, that's what I'm celebrating this Thanksgiving. I'm going to raise a glass you on Thanksgiving it. to you getting your ankle tat removed. That's what I'm going to do. All right, producer you know, Joe. I what? I, I, I don't. I, I feel the sea monster and Nick Nick are here, and I, I feel like I've gone 40 minutes, and I want to I want to have let them have their their weekend. Do you have another soccer play? What what will you? What, no. What? Yeah, United lost about 20 minutes ago. We started the show, and you asked about gambling. I said no, <laughs> and they want to lose. United, you, but you did not make they, a play they, for the record. No, I did not. No, and you know, like last Thursday, I loved the Steelers and got no sweat out of that. But now I got nothing to really be excited about tomorrow because I'm not super excited about any of the things. I like the, I like the, the Chargers quite a bit. I like the Chargers. I like quite the Vikings. I think I'll probably play the Vikings in our pick five little league, but. Outside of that, I'm yeah, just going to end up just drinking the whole day. God bless America. Producer Joe, happy yeah. Thanksgiving to you and yours. Uh, and thank ah. you for another wonderful edition of Picking and Groaning from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I'm here to serve. Thank you, sir. Bye. See you.